Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's the How to Sleep Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Schaefer. Happy Friday if you're listening to this when it comes out. Happy Friday. Whatever day you're listening to this podcast, day or night, happy day to you. When you listen to this, it looks like I and the show will have surpassed 3,000 downloads. So how about that? That's you know, for just a, a little show here to share user manuals and help people sleep. Thanks to, to you guys, everyone out there listening. Over 3,000 downloads and and hopefully then another 3,000 to come and, and so on and so forth and up from there. So thanks so much for listening. And I normally put this at the back end, the very tail end of the show, um... But why not put it up here? If you're liking the show, if you're listening to this and and you're liking it, hit hit subscribe. You, you may already be doing that, but uh, that's that's so helpful. And and the reviews for the show, any positive reviews, if you like it, you know, if you like the show, um, any reviews, those are all super helpful too. Um, you can do that on on Apple Podcasts, and then of course other ways you can reach out to the show, How to Sleep Podcast, or on social media, so uh, Facebook. Instagram and Gmail. I always say Gmail as social media. I guess it's not at all, but if you're feeling like shooting out an email with a cool manual, I am ready to check it out. And then how to sleep cast on Twitter. And as I was thinking about what episode, what to cover in today's episode, the board games have been super popular and and I think it's just because a lot of people love board games. I love board games. They're fun. They're fun to play with friends and family. And then I, I thought about Monopoly. And then I thought, okay, what's what's the game that I played the most growing up? Uh, one of them was Scategories, which is a great game, as you can tell by the title of this episode. We're not covering Scategories uh, yet. That would have been a fun little surprise, though. Uh, I'm sure I'll get to that eventually. Scategories is fun. But the other one, the one that I played the most, especially with, with my friends in, in high school, early high school, was Sorry. The game of sweet revenge. And a game that caused many of argument. And a game that takes some skill, but a lot of luck, too. Like a lot of games board games, card games, there's some luck at play. Sorry is no different. And we used to do sorry tournaments at my house where we'd have three, four board games at a time and we'd have it all drawn up like a like a bracket style like March Madness and we would I, I don't know how we exactly like uh rate ranked everyone as if there were some of us who were better at sorry, maybe. But we matched everyone up and it was the ultimate sorry tournament to see who the true sorry champion was. And it's a game that doesn't take more than a half an hour or so. So we did that and, and we played sorry all the time. So I figured why not give the instructions a look, share them with you guys, reminisce a little bit on the old days. So that's what we're going to do in today's episode. And a couple of quick things before I get started. I went to, there's a great website, boardgamecapital.com. 
Uh, and there's some, they do the sorry instructions, they include them here, but I'm going to read them from an actual sorry instruction manual, but their summary is pretty cool. So I wanted to start by reading that. So this is sorry. And if you haven't seen, sorry, the board game, the top of the cover of the board game is, this is sorry, exclamation point, and it's two pawns, the main uh, figurines that you use, and the pieces that you move around the board. There's a red one, there's a green one, and it looks like they've, they're hitting each other, and there's a, a big star, gold star, uh, signaling a collision between the two. And below that all, the game of sweet revenge. And so this summary from Board Game Capital I wanted to share, because it really, uh, I think it explains it perfectly, what the game is about. And they say, summary, the word sorry is the perfect way to explain the game sorry. Sorry is a board game where players draw cards and try to advance themselves. Inside that deck of cards being drawn is the covetous sorry card that allows you to send anyone you want back to start. It is a fun game, but can get a little heated as players keep sending other players back to the beginning. Sorry involves a little skill and a whole lot of luck due to the fact that if you don't draw the right cards at the right moment, someone will say sorry, and you are headed back to the beginning. Revenge might be on everyone's mind, but it still is a fun game to laugh about later. And so Sorry is ages 10 and up, playing times 30 to 45 minutes, 2 to 4 players. And the instructions I have are actually, you know what, they're a little different than what I just told you. So um, this is from 1992. The game has been around since 1934. So this is for two to four players, but they say ages six and up. So a little bit younger. Uh, rules are copyright 1934, 1992. Parker Brothers, division of Tonka Corporation, Beverly, Massachusetts, 01915 printed in USA. So object to be the first player to get all four of your pawns from your color start to your color home. And I guess I'll back up. I'm, I'm, the 1992 version is perfect. I was 10 years old to age myself in 1992. And this was probably about when I started playing, sorry, if, if not a little bit before. So this manual is the one that I'm sure I read it briefly at that age, but this is the one that that reminds me of of being a kid. And you know, I think that's the I think that's the beauty of of all you know board games is just it keeps us young. And there's good memories with this one. I'm sure for some people there aren't always good memories with board games, but this is one that I definitely cherish. So a manual from from my time. So the object to be the first player to get all four of your pawns from your color start to your color home. Equipment, sorry, game board, deck of cards, numbered sixes or nines, or no sixes or nines, excuse me. Uh, 16 pawns, four each of four colors. And the four colors were blue, yellow, green, and red. And I was always a blue guy a big Michigan fan. I was a Detroit Lions fan. I always loved blue. Blue was my favorite color. So what was your favorite color? So the setup, choose four pawns of the same color. Put all four on that color start space. Shuffle the deck. Place face down on place pack here to form the draw pile. Pick a player to go first. 
Movement is clockwise around the board unless instructed otherwise, and play passes to the left. Gameplay? Note, if it's your first turn and you do not draw a card that lets you start a pawn out, you forfeit, skip, your turn. On all turns, take the top card on the draw pile and move accordingly. See the cards right, if you can. Place the card face up on discard here. To start a pawn? To move a pawn from your start out onto the track, you must draw either a 1 or a 2. If it is a 2, do as it says, then draw again and move if possible. You may not start a pawn out with any other cards. Jumping and bumping? You may jump over your own or another player's pawn that's in your way, counting it as one space. But, if you land on a space that's already occupied by an opponent's pawn, bump that pawn back to its own color's start space. Moving backwards? 4 and 10 cards move you backwards. If you have successfully moved a pawn backwards at least two spaces beyond your own start space, you may, on a subsequent turn, move into your own safety zone without moving all the way around the board. Oh, and wasn't it sweet when that happened? Not not all the time. I won't say it was a rare occasion, but you had to get lucky, and that's, you know, that's, that's the, the luck of the game. When that happened, though, oh, man, it was sweet for you, and your opponents were not happy at all. Notes? Two pawns of the same color may never occupy the same space. If your only possible move would make you land on a space already occupied by another of your own pawns, you forfeit your turn. And that note there, that reminds me of... I, this might have happened in, in various uh, science fiction, futuristic movies, time travel movies over the years, but the most readily available example in my mind, the one that came to mind when it says two pawns of the same color may never occupy the same space, reminds me of the, I want to say it was 1994, someone will have to check me on that or I'll, I'll go on to IMDB after we, uh, after I stop recording, uh, 1994, Jean-Claude Van Damme, classic, if you're a fan of his, Time Cop, in which he is a cop who travels back through time to, you know, crack, you know, crack down on crime and, and bust criminals who also travel through time to take advantage of their knowledge of the old days before where they live. So they're, they're, you know, embezzling, not embezzling money, they're investing in the stock market and robbing people and, and gambling and so on and so forth. Obviously, the plot's amazing, but also it allows him to save his wife, who, um, who you know, passes in, um, before he becomes a time cop. So, anyway, <laughs> roundabout way of saying two pawns of the same color may never occupy the same space uh, in time travel to people. You know, if you tra travel back through time from the future and you see yourself, you can't touch yourself because that's two people who can't occupy the same space in time, and it causes some pretty funky stuff to happen in that movie. Spoiler word, but it happens. If you were saying, I was going to watch Time Cop right after I listened to this episode, then I don't believe you.
but that's for another conversation. Time Cop, great movie. Go watch it. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. But for now, back to Sorry, the board game. Two pawns of the same color may never occupy the same space. If your only possible move would make you land on a space already occupied by another of your own pawns, you forfeit your turn. If at any time you cannot move, you forfeit your turn. But if at any time you can move, you must move, even if it's to your disadvantage. If you run out of cards in the draw pile, shuffle the discards and use them. And next we have winning. If you get all four of your pawns home first, you win. If you play again, the winner goes first. So the board. Home. You must bring all four of your pawns into home by exact count. Once home, do not move that pawn again for the rest of the game. Slide. Regardless which card sent you there, any time you land by exact count on the triangle at the beginning of a slide that is not your own color, slide ahead to the end and bump any pawns in your way, including your own, back to their own start spaces. If you land on a slide of your own color, don't slide, just stay put on the triangle. Safety Zone Only you may enter your own color safety zone. All other rules apply. No pawn may enter its safety zone by a backward move. However, a pawn may move backward out of its safety zone and on subsequent turns move back into the zone as cards permit. Start a pawn here. If you've drawn a one card, take a pawn from start and put it into this circle. Your turn ends. If you draw two, move a pawn out and draw again. You may not have two pawns on an entry circle at the same time. If another player's pawn is on your entry circle, bump it back to its own start. Man, this game was ruthless. Any given turn, you could be, you know, could have progressed so far around the board, so close to getting to that safety zone, and nope, back you go to the start. And round and round it goes. It was, I mean, that was the whole point. Sorry, whoever came up to this game, I don't know who's designing board games, but these are some clever people. And the cards, we have 12 items listed here. 12 cards. One, either start a pawn out or move one pawn forward one space. Two, either start a pawn out or move one pawn forward two spaces. Whichever you do, or even if you couldn't move, draw again and move accordingly. Three, move one pawn forward three spaces. Four, move one pawn backwards four spaces. Five, move one pawn forward five spaces. Seven, either move one pawn forward seven spaces, or split the forward move between any two pawns. Notes, you may not use seven to start a pawn. And if you use part of the seven to get a pawn home, you must be able to use the balance of the move for another pawn. And I'm just remembering how clutch getting a 7 would be, especially if you were in the safety zone and you got to pull that exact number to move the pawn into your, you know, to the end, the home, and you get a 7. Oh, that was, that was perfect. What if you got a 7, though, and you had one pawn that was 4 away, or excuse me, 5 away and one that was 2 away from home, and you got them both in? How crazy is that? What a cool game. Moving on. 
the 8 card, move 1 pawn forward 8 spaces, and then the 10, either move 1 pawn forward 10 spaces, or move 1 pawn backwards 1 space. also forgot about that card, that's a cool one. 11, move 1 pawn forward 11 spaces, or switch any one of your pawns with one of any opponent's notes. You may forfeit your move if you do not wish to change places and it is impossible to go forward 11 spaces. You may only use 11 for pawns in play on the open track, not at start, home, or in a safety zone. And if your switch landed you on a triangle at the beginning of another player's slide, slide to the end. 11 was always interesting because there, <laughs> there's natural rivalries in games and in in life with friends and family and it's almost like there's negotiating going on through the game so when we talk about some of the skill in the game of sorry some of its relationship you know building those relationships early on with the hope that maybe they when when they get this 11 and you're all the way around the board and you're right by their home that they won't switch with you and send you all the way back to you know so many spaces back you know that that was the some of the skill that came into it and with a lot of board games and card games is reading people and playing people and and it's it can be cutthroat but you can you can get you can get yourself to the end there but you got to be careful cuz you might think someone has your back and they won't they won't get that 11 and switch with you and then right when you least expect it you let your guard down you trust them too much and boom they're hollering sorry at you as they kick you all the way to the start. And then the 12 card is move one pawn forward 12 spaces. Oh, and of course, last but not least, the sorry card. Take one pawn from your start, place it on any space that is occupied by any opponent, and bump that opponent's pawn back to its start. If there's no pawn on your start or no opponent's pawn on any space you can move to, you forfeit your move. And there's a section here, Variation Team Rules. So red is always yellow's partner and green is always blue's. All regular rules apply and any partner may move or bump his or own or the partner's piece in accordance with the card drawn. If you land on a space occupied by a partner's pawn, bump it back to its start. Sorry cards must be used. If there's no one else to pick on, this means you might send your own or your partner's piece back. Seven means you may split a move among any or all eight of your team's pieces. If you drew a one or two, you may enter a pawn of either partner. If it was a two, when you draw again, you may use that card for any of your team's eight pieces. And winning in the variation of team rules the first partnership to get all eight pawns into their respective homes wins the game. And we have variation for adults. Play for points. All regular rules apply except put only three of your pawns on your start space. Put the fourth pawn on the circle outside your start. Shuffle the deck and deal five cards face down to each player. Place the rest of the pack face down on place pack here. On your turn, select one card from your hand and move according to its instructions. Discard it and draw a new card to bring your hand back up to five cards. If none of the cards in your hand allows you to move, 
discard any one card, and draw a new one. Your turn ends. Do not move a pawn until your next turn. The first player to get all four pawns home wins. And scoring, all players score five points for each piece on home. The winner also scores as follows. Five points for each opponent's piece not in its home. 25 points if no opponent has more than two pawns home. 50 points if no opponent has more than one pawn home. And 100 points if no opponent's pawn reached home. And I don't think I've ever played a single time. I've played Sardi. I haven't played Sardi in, in, in years, but played it many times when I was younger. Pretty sure I've never played where you score. Uh, it was just you, whoever won, you just start again. So makes sense the scoring. But no, we never did that. Probably because we didn't read the instructions all the way. Or someone sort of half-heartedly read them one time and that was it. Or you just started playing with someone who knew how to play, quote-unquote knew. And they they didn't even read the instructions. Someone else didn't told them how. You know how it is. That's how board games work. And at the bottom of the instructions, this is a Parker Brothers game. So we have their logo. We will be happy to answer your questions or comments about this game. Write Consumer Relations Department, Parker Brothers P.O. Box, 1012, Beverly, Massachusetts, 01915. So there we have the instructions to the board game. Sorry. The sweet game of revenge. The game of sweet revenge. That's how it goes. The sweet game. Uh, it could go either way. I think anyone who's played it would agree with me on that. And a nice blast from the past. I hadn't thought about sorry. Here I am driving down the road thinking, what am I gonna, what am I gonna record for Friday's episode? And and the board game sounded great. And boom, sorry, hadn't thought about it in forever. And have some pretty good memories of playing with my family and with my friends. And good memories go around so many times. I think that's why these board game episodes are so much fun. I, there are plenty of games, and, and I'll do more in the future. Uh, definitely let me know what you think of Sorry. Uh, I said this at the start of the show, but just as a reminder, How to Sleep Podcast, let me know on the show. Do largely post on Instagram and Facebook, sometimes on Twitter, uh, how to Sleep Podcast is Instagram and, and Gmail and Facebook and How to Sleep Cast on Twitter. All the links there are in the show notes too, so if you're you're not sure, you don't want to look it up, just go to the show notes and click on them. You will be redirected automatically to the respective social media link. And then you can just browse around. Check out some of the manuals. The pictures of these manuals are are pretty cool. And some of them are manuals I've had at home. Some are links to websites, so you can see they're, they're scanned copies, and, and that's pretty cool, too. Um, just the manuals are, themselves are so interesting to me. The, uh, you know, the length of them, of course, but the type of paper they're on. I've, I've always been someone who's fascinated by paper and, and you know, what it feels like, what it smells like. Uh, it's such an interesting thing, the quality of the paper. And I'm not the only one who does this, I don't think. I hope not. But even if I am, that's that's okay. 
with me, but these manuals are, you know, and how they're written, uh, you know, the thought that goes into them, what's included, what's not included, how thorough they are. Manuals are a fascinating, fascinating thing. Who knew? And so, if you have any to share, I just said uh, all the ways to do it. Other than that, thanks again so much for listening until the mini manual on Monday. I'll talk to you all soon.